I'm like, you know what? If I ever get out of here, if I ever get a chance to do what I love full time, now we're still doing it, you know, been been doing my thing for 20 years, but I'm like, if I ever get a chance to be able to do what I love full time, as they say, bet on black me, oh, I'm going all out. Welcome to season six of Black Family Table Talk. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. Listen in weekly as we share unique stories that inspire, build, and give voice to strengthen Black families. This season is sponsored by Franz Body Care. These are handmade products made from organic ingredients. I personally recommend you try Free Me Deodorant. It really works, and it's free of aluminum, talc, perfumes, and other harmful pore-clogging substances. You can shop these and other Black-owned businesses on our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com. We appreciate you. We know this, been a, this has been a long time coming, and we're so happy to have you, Miss Julia Royston. Welcome to Black Family Table Talk. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be welcome, here. Welcome, welcome. So tell us your story. You've got a very, very positive spin on everything you do. And I absolutely love that. We need your energy on this earth, especially <laughs> today. Especially today. Well, um, thank you so much for having me. My parents said that I was pretty positive and an extrovert at birth. So it kind of comes naturally for me. But um, so my story started, I was married before in 1994. I was getting my first master's, going through a divorce at the same time. So getting a degree and a divorce at the same time is not very positive. It's extremely negative and very emotional, uh, et cetera. But what was very therapeutic for me was the ability to journal. So as soon as I had my degree in my hand, I started journaling. As a matter of fact, it had nothing to do with my divorce. It had nothing to do with the hardships I had endured the years before. It had everything to do with a bright future. I knew with that degree in my hand and that the future was bright. So I really strive to instill that in everything I do. I write in multiple genres. So therefore, uh, I want to instill that to the next generation in my children's books. I want to empower uh, adult women and what they do. I want to empower those who are entrepreneurs or start on the entrepreneur journey, because as you well know, it is not for the faint of heart. And so therefore, I really strive to empower, uh, educate, but also encourage as I go along the journey. I've been teased often. I have one of my clients who tell me, you know, Julia's social media is so boring. It has no controversy. It's all that you can do it. You can be it. You can have it. All that encouragement, scriptures, positivity. Woo, it's so boring. No drama. No. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I just don't. I, you know, it's not that I don't have drama going on in my life. I just don't need to share it with the world. <laughs> I don't need that. And I don't want to exude that for my brand. I, I love that. I love that. So how did you get started with this whole live your best life theme? How did that come about? You know, you talked about your journey through through getting a divorce and trying to get a master's degree at the same time, which is in and of itself on so many levels challenging. Yes, um, on so what, many levels. Yeah. And what did it culminate into? Uh, well, it culminated into a second master's, a doctorate, and all of that, um, educationally wise, and then entrepreneurship 
marrying another great, uh, a, a new great husband and, and, and all that stuff. That's the reason why I'm able to be on the road and travel and do as much as I, I can because I connected with the right person. So therefore, I mean, I really encourage that a lot too as well. My husband is Brian Royston and, um, uh, you know, entrepreneurial single women is like, I want my Brian. I said, baby, he's already taken. He's already mine. But, you know, I, I'm praying the guy send you yours. Now, as far as live your best life, um, I, I'm a retired teacher and librarian. So I was corporate law, medical um, school libraries for 30 years. And then and, and simultaneously, I was also the computer technology teacher. So I kind of did that at the same time. And so therefore, sitting there teaching children, um, as they say, being cussed out by eight-year-olds, I'm like, you know what? If I ever get out of here, if I ever get a chance to do what I love full time, now we're still doing it, you know, been been doing my thing for 20 years, but I'm like, if I ever get a chance to be able to do what I love full time, as they say, bet on black me, oh, I'm going all out. And so therefore, when I was approached about having a broadcast and having a show and, and having a podcast, I said, I wanted it to be live your best life because I want it not to be my life, but I want you to live your best life. And I want to bring helpful tools, people, information to help you live your best life. But I wanted those tools selfishly for me so that I can live my best life. You know, once you uh, have an opportunity and the world is wide open to you and you control your time, you control your efforts, you control what you do, because my husband's retired too as well. So we're two retirees on the road. You know, we are just like, ooh, what have we always wanted to do? Because we control that. No one controls that. And we can say yes, and we can say no, and we can say, oh, we're going to stay in this city another day or another week. I mean, whatever we choose. So it's a beautiful thing. So, but I realize everybody is in different stages of their life. That live your best life for me at 58 is totally different than the 28-year-old who's just getting started, still got a mortgage, still got little children, still trying to find their way maybe a single mother looking for Mr. Wonderful, you know, th that whole facet. But so my, I, I feel like a part of my purpose is to help you live your best life by saying, okay, now you can do it. You, it's going to be a minute before you get to be 58, but along your journey, don't make the same mistakes. Don't repeat generational cycles or generational curses. Um, let's do better, be better, have better, and and do better for the next generation that might not have been done for our generation. So that's really, in a nutshell, what Live Your Best Life all in a, in a nutshell is. And more importantly, your best life, not mine, and not what living vicariously your parents wanted and Big Mama said you should do. Uh -uh. You need to sit down and map out that strategy for you because at the end of the day, you want no regrets. You want to live your best life on your terms. Uh, Julia, let me let me ask you. So you mentioned living your best life. You mentioned your age. Most women don't give their age. But oh, I don't care. When I was 18, they said I wouldn't live to they said I wouldn't live to be 21. So when you when you uh, live past 21, I don't uh, care nothing about telling my age. 
that's that's quite all right. So let me ask you, at, at the age of 58 and, and this, the stage you are in your life right now with your second husband and you're retired, you have a lot of flexibility to really kind of cultivate your best life. Yes. What will you tell your 28-year-old self on how to live her best life if you can go back and, and speak to her? Keep going. Don't stop. You have what it takes. Those gifts, talents, and abilities that you think are hard right now are going to come in handy in that next life. You know, drop negativity. People are going to hate forever. People are going to hate and be jealous of you forever. Love hard. Work hard. But play harder. I don't think uh, I'm kind of a workaholic, so I don't uh, relax as much as I should or could. Uh, I'm learning how to do that now. But yeah, my husband's helping me with that. But uh, probably then I was just on my grind and never did stop to smell the roses, cups of tea and coffee. And and even if it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich by the back river with a lawn chair, you know, taking that self-care time for you and then realizing my at my 28 self, girl, you're in the prime of life. Keep going, girl. Keep going. You are worth it. You are enough. You have enough. But yeah, I mean, back then it's all about self-doubt. It's all about, uh, you know, how you look. Are you small enough? Which I never was. But are you thin enough? Are you cute enough? Do I need weave? Do I need hair? Do I, you are enough? <laughs> Let me ask you a, a follow up to that because you you mentioned some life trappings. You know, living for others, living for your parents, living for your friends. You know, the responsibility of trying to find a husband. Should I have children? All those things. How do how do you? tell a young person to live their best life when you got all of that on you? You know, you're trying to live for everybody else. You're not really living for yourself. You're trying to make everybody else happy. So going back, how would you do things differently or, or move forward? Well, I was a real people pleaser. I mean, I, I'm, I'm who I am now because, you know, you have to have those experiences. You have to have those disappointments and some things can't be avoided. It's just a part of life. So, you know, you have to you know, I wish I could go back and relive, but some of it I don't want to relive. I don't want to go back through it, but I am who I am today just because I endured it. I went through it. And so therefore, you know, having that private time of sitting down, devotional, prayer, meditation, whatever you do, yoga, however you get it, but centering yourself based on you and not um, not on waiting 20 or 30 or 40 years until Either you don't have the energy or you don't have the money to do it. Now, this this generation of 20-somethings, they're kind of clear on what they want. The millennials, they really have an idea. They don't have a problem doing different. Me, I was still uh, 80s graduating from high school, and it was all about thin is in, and they got a whole lot more options. You know, they got the diversity and inclusive. When I start um, seeing uh, commercials and the main character is about a 22, 24 size, I know we've come a long way from the 80s. You know, when I start seeing the diversity of biracial couples, children, all of that, it, it's a little bit more open. So I, I don't think they, they the 28-year-olds now do not have the pressure. They are really living their best life, and I'm going to do it on my terms. I don't care who. Now, as far as me, I, I you know, it, it was a, it took a learned a lesson. It took a while. It took um, hurt, tears, 
pain and all of that to realize when I was 38, I almost headed to 40, like, come on, big girl, what you going to do? How you going to live this? Because they do what they want to do. Are you going to ever do what you want to do? So therefore, I mean, that that's the biggest thing. And it is a lot. And and making that decision to not have children. I don't have children. My husband doesn't have children either. And making that decision to be the great aunt and uncle that we are is 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 a decision that we had to make. And, you know, people are like, I can't believe it. I know me. So getting to know you is really uh, key to that as well. You know, and so what others think and, and and keeping people from the inside of you and keeping them on the outside saying, thank you for your opinion. I really, you know, that's good. And that worked for you, but that's not going to work for me. I really think it's so important to keep having these conversations. And because I think what happens is we get into a grind and then we we don't really realize that we're we know that intellectually. Everything you said, everybody really truly knows that intellectually. But we get into a grind, and before we know it, we we're in the habit of the grind and not right. able to come out of it. So, right. You know, I I lo- I absolutely love 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 that you are talking it and continue to talk it in spite of what you said in the beginning. Um, when you said, you know, why is it all this positivity? Because I think that that's the narrative that we need to promote. Uh, let me yes. ask you just a quick question. What do you th- wish you knew when you started out that you did that you didn't know that you know now, but you wish you'd known before you started? Ooh, you started my businesses or started. Um, uh, I wish I had been better uh, money manager. I wish I had saved more. Uh, I wish I had been an investor. Uh, my current husband's big on that. So I'm I'm playing catch up as far as that's concerned. Um, I wish I hadn't wasted as much money on the outward appearance uh, as I did. Oh, now nah, I want to be cute. And I, you know, I like I like to dress, but going into debt for it uh, really at this juncture was not worth it because culture has changed. And so the only adage is then it was it was a bigger deal about how you looked on the outside because people accepted you or rejected you a lot on what you, your appearance. So I spent a lot of time, I sang in church and spent a lot of time on stage. So that uh, dictated a lot, but I wish I had been a better saver and a better investor. That's one of the main uh, regrets I really have. Everything else just came with life, but that was a choice that I made and didn't make that 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 was very powerful um you you sound like someone who's grounded in faith how 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 did that play a role in in your journey it's everything it's everything it's it's uh it's the reason why i'm able to sit here still clothed and in my right mind they brought me to church at 6 weeks old but it it wasn't the church's response my parents were committed to um raising their own children so they were they didn't bring me to church and say y'all raise them you know it was just a part of my whole life so even though i was raised pentecostal very uh fundamentalist apostolic um we had a whole life so we did participate in activities at school we did um um were active in community activities we did travel we did take vacations. Uh, my sisters did learn how to swim. And, you know, we did go to the beach and we did 
So we had a whole life. And then my father was a teacher in the day. And then we had a janitor service in the evening. So we had at one time 50 employees. So entrepreneurship was just a part of our whole life. But we had a whole life. Uh, you know, so it was work hard, play hard, enjoy your life too as well. So um, believing God was going to uh, help you and do it was just not a, a fantasy. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I'm waiting on the Lord. Well, no, boo, what you doing? So, you know, we we believe the faith without work is dead. So we believe in a lot of working. Um, but we also believe God was going to open the door if you prepared yourself, if you educated yourself. If you uh, um, controlled yourself and disciplined yourself, you would have the favor of God on your life. But coming in empty handed, you haven't done any preparation. You haven't done any work. You haven't put any effort in. You haven't invested your time, money and effort in any any part. OK, well, you just sit there and 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 still hope and pray. But results uh, require work. Results require effort. Results require faith and going to school, faith and, you know, putting in the effort and all of that working together, not just one part and not the other. Amen. Amen. Tony, I got one follow up question. So as you gone through life and you had different trials and errors, what would you say was your turning point? What was your aha moment that you said, OK, this is not working? I'm going in a different direction. You, you mentioned the difficulties of your first marriage and, and going through graduate school, getting your master's and everything. Was it during that time, before that time or after that time? Or what, what was that light bulb moment for you? OK, so have you ever seen the Eddie Murphy stand up? It's back in the 80s. I think he had the red jumps, uh, oh, the yeah. purple leather suit on. OK, yeah, 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 where yeah. he's saying as long as a black woman is crying and fussing and cussing you out, you're good to go. But when she goes calm on you and shuts down and doesn't say anything, you're in big trouble. Well, that's me. As long as I'm caught, you know, I said, okay. And that was my aha moment with, as far as my ex-husband and the same to this day, as long as I'm trying to figure it out and get a solution and you're still not, and then I finally go silent on you, my current husband will tell you, uh-oh, Julia's not talking. That is not a good thing because that means I have made a decision. That means I have clearly weighed all my options, determined uh, what you're going to do and what you're not going to do and how much it costs and the path to take. And then when I, you know, that, that um, social media famous thing, move in silence. Uh, that's me. I arrive and they go, oh, she's here. Yes. Because while I'm weighing and talking, okay, you still got a chance to change my mind. But when I go silent on you, it was during all of that. When I, I'm begging you and pleading you, oh, come on, come on. We're going back and forth. And what about this? What about that? But when I finally say, oh, okay, you're, you're in deep trouble then it means I'm making moves for myself without you. <laughs> that means I'm uh, determining a path and uh, a plan for my life that doesn't include you, okay? And I, we don't have to fight and fall out. It just goes silence. And then you know it's over. You know it's done. And I do that even in business today. I don't have a, you can go on my page, you can go on my social media. I'm not calling anybody out. Do you, 
I just don't answer the phone. I, uh, we don't do lunch. I, I you know, I, I clearly do do silence and we move head into a totally different direction. You'll see me somewhere else. And those are my aha moments when mm. I'm when I'm done. I'm done. So so what what, what you just mentioned was kind of contrary to being a people pleaser. So you're no longer people pleaser now. Huh? No, 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 no. I'm I'm no longer a people pleaser unless it's a client that's paid me some real money. And then I, I want to make you happy that you continue being a client. But after that. No, 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 no. I'm 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 done with that. My my husband, Brian. Royston helped me with that. He he helped me clearly with that, and 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 no means no. And I even had a shirt done, no and no. <laughs> you know, he's always concerned that people are going to take advantage of me, and he's like, no and no. If you didn't get the first no, you're going to get the second no. No and no. <laughs> I love it. Last yeah. question: uh, What are the three things that you want people to take away? about Julia Royster and her her journey. What are the three things that absolutely want hands down want people to know? There is a a purpose and a plan for your life. Um it's going to take time to for you to discover it, but know that there is a purpose and plan. Uh be not dismayed. God will open up a door, provide a way, but the second thing is once you discover your purpose and plan, you've got to work it. It's not going to be handed to you. It's not going to be uh, without effort, sweat, and tears. And then number three, you're going to have to invest in that work. You're going to have to invest in it. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I was recently told, you know, we don't get any of the behind the scenes because you you make it look so easy. People think anybody can do it. And they don't see the effort. They don't see the work that goes into it. So you might need to start a video blog so that you show people the behind the scenes, the packing the car, the uh, messy hotel room, the uh, preparation, the what goes into uh, what you do every day. And so having, I know my purpose, I know the, the path that I'm on and I'm willing to work for it, but I'm also willing to invest my blood, sweat and tears, money, time and effort to get that done and get that accomplished. So those are my top three things. It's all about uh, whatsoever a man doeth shall prosper. Amen. Uh, Julia, how can people get in touch with you? Um, they can go to solo.to forward slash Julia A. Royston. That has everything there. I know it looks like a strange website, but believe you me, it's a one pager. It has my social media all my bookstores, all my other websites, it's all there. So solo.to forward slash Julia A. Royston for everything you want Julia Royston related. Awesome. 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 That's Black Family Table Talk. That's what's up. That concludes this week's talk. We hope you found some tools to add to your strong Black Family Toolbox. And be sure to sign up for a free subscription at blackfamilytabletalk.com for special discounts and product offers reserved exclusively for you. Don't forget to tell a friend about our weekly podcast and blog. Available on Apple Pod, Google, Pandora, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are heard. 
Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is abuse permitted by copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform hosts. All topics are for entertainment purposes. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.